Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. It's a beautiful mind. Na, 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 na. It's a beautiful day, but oh, a beautiful mind. I don't know. The whole every time I see a beautiful mind, you think a beautiful I think day? of the U2 song, "A Beautiful Day." Huh. It's a beautiful day. Huh. Na 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 na. No, you didn't like it. Yeah. Well, you Was come up with one. <laughs> you come up with one for this movie. There you go. Yeah. yeah. What was I gonna do? A math equation on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> you won't record this visually. It's like I, can't do I will that. not. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Meet the how's it going? E equals MC square. Yeah, exactly. You could have said that. No, that's dumb. <laughs> How is it going, Mita? It's going. I'm here. You're here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Mita. Yeah. You and I were actually deep in a conversation, <laughs> and then I decided, oh no, we're just going to record, record this and this. start talking about that conversation. Okay. Because there is real drama. <laughs> so much drama. Between the Kardashians. Okay, just a reminder to our listeners. Yes. We're in a time machine. A machine, yes. So it's September 28th. 28th. So, who knows what has happened? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So much. So much. Yeah. When does this air? Oh, God. October sometime. Okay. I don't think it's Kim's birthday yet. <laughs> <laughs> Her birthday's coming up. Is that going to be a thing? Well, like, I don't know what would happen up in... What if there's, like, some big reveal? Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. So, there you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Okay. So much yeah. drama is happening between so, Kim and Courtney. It's all over the internet. It's all over the tickety talks. Kardashian, if you didn't know. Yeah. 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 Kim, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's Kardashian, pretty Kardashian, Barker, West, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Between them. And we said that we're having a heated discussion. <laughs> Mostly in jest. Yeah. About Kim versus Courtney. Yeah. Because I think everyone... Look, say I'm what you... I'm team no one. I'm just going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really team no one. Yeah. Say what you will about the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. They have turned themselves into famous people for nothing. Yeah. It's really quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Kim has worked. Yes. Kim has really created a brand for herself. Skims is a thing. Like, she works very hard to be a celebrity, essentially. Yeah. So you have to give it to her. But the rest of them are just famous for the sake of being famous. Except for Kendall and Kylie, who yeah. actually also work. Mm-hmm. But the three core sisters. Yeah. Well, what we were just getting into yeah. is you had mentioned that Kim really does work for this family. Yeah. And what I was about to get into yes. was the fact that when this show was in, it's like... When Infancy. keeping up in it, when no, not even it, like in its prime, when okay. people were really tuning in to keeping up with the Kardashians, it was because the focus was on Courtney and Scott's relationship. I have seen this woman start dating Scott, I have seen her get pregnant by Scott, I've seen her give birth twice. I have seen this woman go through trials and tribulations with this person, this yeah. man who is. Bu- Cuckoo bananas. Yeah. He's done drugs. He's thrown things at parties. He's broken glass at people. He's started fights while she is suffering through this and trying to tell her family, I can't be with this person anymore. And they're all like, give Scott another chance. Give Scott another chance. Like, I've seen her go through yeah. it. So she did, and she put that on national television. I'm not saying that, like, she didn't know what she was getting into. Yeah. But she that is a lot of emotional work yeah. to have out, out there in the world. So to say that she hasn't done anything for the success of the that they all have, I don't think that's fair. Because she has put her 
own emotions on the line. It looks like someone is Team Courtney for the record. I'm it's Team just, Nobody in this situation <laughs> because I also see what Kim does, yeah. and I can see that Kim has always taken the leadership role and has like worked for this family to actually have something. She's made all the brand deals. She's the one that's always speaking up against like up for other people. Yeah. Like I can see Kimberly doing the work. I see both of them doing the work. I think this fight is so sad. I think, what's, I think what's really sad is that, like, families fight. Sisters fight. Sisters fight, yeah. Sisters fight. It gets ugly. It is a thing. But to have it nationally so public. publicized yeah. and have, you know, the meanest things you're going to say to someone you, you'd love at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's just, it's not fun. How and, do you come back from that, too? Yeah, because it's always, it's always, you know, when you fight with your sister, mm-hmm. let's say, you say the things and then there's time for it to dissipate, right? And you, you forget about it. Like, when did they have this fight that it's airing now? Yeah. Now, the memes that are going to... Res- it's like you're constantly reliving it, and it's constantly coming back to you. Well, you don't watch the show. I don't. Part I haven't watched the episodes yet, but I've seen clips on TikTok. Yeah. And part of what this current fight that is aired on the new episodes mm-hmm. is because the last season of their show just released. Yeah. And so now Courtney's seeing all these things that Kim did say about her oh. and she's upset again because you have to relive yeah. those things over and over. And yeah, it's yeah. a it's a bad hamster wheel. It's a bad hamster wheel, yeah. but I will say that this is the definition of a hell of your own making. Yeah. Like they you yeah. actively have signed this is all up for on this. Both of you. This is on yeah. both of you. I you know, Courtney has always been interesting because I I've watched it very little. But every time I've watched it, everything I know about Courtney is that she does not want to be a part of this. No, she really is just she, like I'm done. Yeah, for like a <laughs> decade she has been like I do not want this, but somehow she's always a part of it. I but I think if anything that's probably on Chris Jenner. I yeah. think Chris Jenner has a pull because she is the mom. Yeah. She's momager too. Yeah. She wants her 10% and she's probably always been like, just, you have to. We're yeah. better, t- we're stronger together. Like, I think that's the line that's always thrown. There's definitely probably a sense that the five of these sisters together plus Chris mm-hmm. is stronger than four of the sisters plus Chris. Yeah. If Courtney doesn't do it, it definitely loses a bit of its luster. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, this new show is, is, I I don't like it. I don't like the new Kardashians on Hulu. Have you ever watched it? No, what is it? It's different. And it's not as fun as, like, the Kardashians. Keeping up with it. But isn't it just reality TV? No. So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Keeping up with the Kardashians first aired on E. Yes. And I think E had more of a control in the edit. Yeah. Than the new one, the Kardashians on Hulu does. And you can tell the Kardashians on Hulu, they have a lot of control. The Kardashians, I would say. Hmm. Yeah. They have a lot more control as to what is put on the screen. So. And it's not as salacious as like Keeping Up could be. And Keeping Up was a lot more scripted, you could tell. Yes, yeah. <laughs> keeping up felt there were mo- there were like our episodic arcs and yeah. like random stories that some producer was just like, like this week we're gonna buy shoes <laughs> and that's, that's like that's it and yeah. it's just like here are the talking points of what you need to do with the shoes and mm-hmm. like you get that so it, it, this feels like really just watching a family live yeah which feels very intrusive and it's not even live it, it's still very much curated, curated. yes thank you. <laughs> Yeah. This it still feels very curated. Yeah. But it they are they I don't think they understood 
what people gravitated towards on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Like, it was the silly fights and silly drama that people really wanted. Yeah. And then the Kardashians, it's them like, this is my look for Italy. Like, I'm going on my jet. Oh, let's have a fancy dinner. Let's kind of talk about things, but not really, like, talk about things. <laughs> like, it's just like, okay. it's not, it's not fun the way keeping up with the Kardashians was and it's not as relatable because they are in a world now where they're just not relatable at all yeah yeah the the wealth for the the fights between the sisters yeah that will always no matter how rich you are that will always be interesting yeah so do you mean they're just too wealthy and too out of like they're out of touch with I think what they with what people want to see yeah like I don't need to see Kendall's house. Like, I don't need to see Chris's house. Yeah. I don't need to see your pantry and how organized it is. Is that what they show? Like, parts of it, yeah. It's just, like, them hanging out and, like, there's nothing going on. Like, there's nothing... There there really is, like, nothing to gravitate towards. Mm. Or, like, I don't need to see you, like, oh, Kim got a new jet. Let's take a look at the jet. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no one gives a shit. No. That's, that's like, 1% of garbage. Yeah, no one really cares. Or Kim's working out at their home gym. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, cool. But, like... That's nice. Let me go to good life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. And I think some, one of the things, if you watch the earlier episodes, you do notice that, that like, their mansions are, like, oh, I could live here. Like the, fir- the first house? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like it doesn't... Even, like, when they, they have that one house where the floors are, like, black and white checkers, like, I think, like, that's attainable. That's a, but, like, yeah. what they have now is not at yeah. all. No, it's, like, compounds. They live on compounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. But I think the Kardashians, I think once everything is done and dusted, and we're still in the middle of them and their celebrity, I think there will be, like... Classes taught about the Kardashians. Oh, I, and like, there already are. Are there? Oh, yeah. There must be. Yeah. But I'm sure they've really changed how we view celebrity mm-hmm. and what we look at lifestyle and like reality television and all of that. They have really revolutionized all of that. Yeah. And that is largely Kim and Kris Jenner. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. I feel bad. I, I just feel so awkward watching that fight. On TikTok. It's intrusive. <laughs> yeah. It feels very invasive. Like, things yeah. are said that I'm like, ooh. Like, You're going to regret You can this. say that. Yeah. You can say that because she's your sister and, like, you will have that bite. But that should not be on camera. Like, I think lines have been crossed now. To be, yeah. Yeah. But, like, to call your sister a straight-up narcissist and, yeah. like, that she, I mean, yeah. that's not, not true. <laughs> that's not not true. It's not not true. But, like, I, like, at one point are you just, like, I'm on camera. Yeah. And I feel like Kim should know better. Kim is the one who is on camera on the phone. Yeah, I've, I've seen the clips. Yeah, yeah, we don't see Courtney, but like Courtney's also consented to be to be that's the boy, yeah. that that's what I find. None of this happens without consent. Mm-hmm. Like especially at the place that they are, are now, that edit go they've seen that edit yeah. and they've okayed it. I don't think they come back from this. Like the two of them. The, I think uh, the two of them are done. Wow. I don't think she was at her the, her baby shower was this past weekend. Courtney's. Courtney's. Okay. And I don't think Kim was there. Wow. Yeah. It's wild. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I just think it's interesting that we're never 
you know, I think people really hate the Kardashians for what they kind of... Yeah, I think people... I don't hate them. I don't hate them either. I think I actually have quite a bit of respect for Kim because despite the fact that she's famous for the sake of being famous, like she's famous for being famous, she doesn't really have an, an art or a skill. She has become a very shrewd businesswoman. Yeah. She is actually very intelligent. Mm-hmm. You have to... Five. She's becoming a lawyer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know how long that's been going on for. I think she, she's done the baby bar. Has she? Yeah. Wow. You have, to, you have to give her credit for turning to becoming famous for the sake of being famous. Yeah. That took work. Mm-hmm. She worked it. She works very hard. That's very clear. Yeah. And I think of all of, of, all of the sisters, she's actually probably the most grounded. Which sounds wild. She's a Libra, so it makes sense. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But from what I can tell, she has insane wealth and insane celebrity, but there is something about her that's like, she's aware of that. She's aware of where she stands. Mm-hmm. She knows that she's wealthy. She knows that she has celebrity and she works hard to maintain it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing is that like... She knows can, it could go away. She's, a, she's aware of the fact that like she has to work to stay at the top of where she is. Yeah. And that is, I think, there's something admirable about that. The like awareness that I'm not, I'm not just going to stay famous forever. That's true. The other thing, though, that I've been thinking about this, and I won't go on for too long. Sure. Continue. (laughs) I do think that, um, I think they all play to their suits, and I think they are all aware of, like, what goes on with one another, and I think in the last few years, Chloe has really took a hit in terms of, like, all the things that have gone on in her life, and so I think Kim and Courtney are like, let's play up our beef a little bit so that Court- Chloe doesn't have to. Like, I think they're oh, really? strategic in that way. That's fair. Yeah. Chloe and I, has and really, I, yeah. I like thinking that because I'm like, okay, then you really are looking out for your own. Yeah. Yeah. Chloe really has taken a hit. Yeah, and, like, she's gone through some tough stuff. She also changed her face. Yeah. But maybe because Completely. she was going through some tough stuff. <laughs> she is a different human I being. I think that that is, like... A lot of it, though, is, like, can you... Like, you're cheated on that many times. Like, there must take a toll. On Her self-esteem team. must be, like... It in the, be it's so in the toilets. Low. Yeah. And, like, I think if that's what makes you feel better, then that's what makes you feel better. I mean, so I think... Um, Maybe that's what Shilpa Shetty went through. <laughs> she has a whole different face. I th- I th- she has a whole <laughs> different face in a different way, though. Yeah. Chloe looks like a... You, they're not. They look related. They don't look like the same, the same. person. Do you know what I mean? Like, Shilpa Shetty looks like she just got plastic surgery done. Yeah. You know? But Chloe looks like her and original Chloe are like cousins. <laughs> like, that's, they don't look like the they same person. They don't look person. the same person. They don't look like the same person yeah. at all. And I've always wondered about plastic. We were really just, like, careening all over the place here. <laughs> but I've really wondered about plastic surgery is how do you, how do you live with that? Like knowing you change your face. I mean, to I'm that not the degree. person to I ask. know, like, <laughs> like hypothetically, like you ask about Shilpa Shetty. Yeah. I think Shilpa Shetty's kind of just like, no, I got a little work done and I, I look better. Or like Janvi Kapoor, for instance. It's yeah. Like, her face is different. Her face is very Same different. Same with Priyanka Chopra. But for- Priyanka, I, I, but all of these women are kind of like, you know, Nicole Kidman and like yeah. all of them are like, but you still look like a version of yourself, mm-hmm. right? Like. Chloe, though, is really, like, jokes aside, she's a different human being. They mm-hmm. d- they don't look the same. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I Renee don't Zellweger, know. same thing. Like, yeah, you, she looks completely you're, different. You're, she you're, has spoken up and been like, this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Leave me alone. Which is Fine. fair. Live your life. Like, I don't, it doesn't affect anybody but you. But yeah. anyways, I, fi- I found that very interesting. Plastic surgery. Plastic surgery, yeah. yeah. 
What if you were ever put into like a face-off situation? Oh my God, who would I face off with? Yeah. Like what if you were John Travolta? No, wait, who's the bad guy in that? John Travolta mm. or Nick, Nick Cage? Nick Cage is the bad guy? I think Nick Cage is the bad guy. Yeah. What if you... Wait, why do they have to change face? I have a meet up. I don't know. <laughs> what, what were the weird plot devices <laughs> of those 90s movies? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. No one really cared. I thought... Well, if I were to face off guy. with someone, it would yeah. be some white man because I would need to that like that would I, I would need to know what's living. Change the melanin in your skin. Mita, in this hypothetical <laughs> situation, I absolutely oh, okay. can. Because I feel would like would you that's... change with Brad Pitt? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Me and Brad. Brad has a great face. Yeah, yeah. still, still, still. Yeah. yeah, even if he's all high in the sky. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he's still Brad like, has a great face. Yeah, Brad is Brad is still Ooh, having it. What about Guy Pierce? No. Guy Pearce has a great face. No, I'm not a big and fan. And he's Australian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Australians, Mita. Oh, yeah. Well, well done. Well, I know you didn't plan that. <laughs> <laughs> what did we watch this week? This week, Naveen, we watched the 2001 Best Picture winner. Yes. Ron Howard directed film. Yes. A Beautiful Mind. It was so beautiful. It was a beautiful mind. It's not. No. Okay, let me give us a quick IMDb discro. Yeah. After John Nash, a brilliant but antisocial mathematician, accepts a secret work in cryptography, his life takes a turn for the nightmarish. Mm. I hate that description. That's a really poor... Really poor description, poor actually. That's description, yeah, it really, IMDb. It kind of is all over the place and not accurate. But, and, like, not... Yeah, not accurate at all, based yeah. off of, like, what some of the themes of the song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very interesting. Rude. Had you seen this before? So, here's the thing. Talk to me. <laughs> had oh i really thought i had okay turns out i had it okay <laughs> <laughs> i thought i had seen this i don't know why do you know when you were like yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah i've, seen, I've seen this yeah no i really had never like not seen a bit this. i've seen clips on tiktok, TikTok. <laughs> in the last few years yeah. um and when i would watch the clips i was like yeah i know this movie yeah. but then when watching it i was like oh i don't know this movie Interesting. at all and i think I mean, like, when I... So, this came out when I was 10. Okay. And I fancied myself, like, a queen of pop culture, okay. if you will. So, I think I always just, like, told myself that I did watch Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, like, if it won Best yeah. Picture, in my mind, it's a yeah. great film. Like, no yeah, yeah. hands or butts. Like, that was... That was, that was the, Bible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Kardashians. Yeah. Bible, yeah. Bible. Like, A Beautiful Mind is a beautiful film. Yeah. That's probably yeah. what I said. Yeah. <laughs> and you do have a history of lying about the things you've seen oh, to yeah. impress the boys. So. <laughs> I, and I've been honest on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That I was a... Full yeah, bullshit yeah. liar about a lot of things that I've seen in yeah. my life. And so this was probably one of them. One of them. Fair but enough. I really did think I did see it. Like, I didn't realize I was yeah. lying until I watched until it. Until you watched it and you're like, oh, time. I don't remember any of this. I, yeah, I, parts of it I did, but then okay. parts of it I was like, oh, no, I didn't. Okay. I don't like uh, the big twist that does happen in this. Yeah. I did not. You didn't know? No. So this was a twist. This was a big Oh my twist. God. So how, talk to me about the, talk to I me I mean, then. okay. Should we get into Just it? Just get into it. Okay. So the twist, so spoiler alert, yeah. if you have not seen the It's before. old. Yeah. John Nash, played by Russell Crowe, is yes. a mathematician yeah. who is also a schizophrenic. Also a real person. Also a real person. <laughs> yeah, like, let's be clear. Based, on, based on true story. John Nash. Yes. Is a mathematician. Yeah. Yes. Um, he is, is schizophrenic. Yeah. And in the film, he has a roommate. Played by Paul, Paul Bettany. Bettany. Um, and I 
did not realize that that was a figment of his imagination yeah. and part of his like schizophrenia yeah. along with the character that Ed Harris plays who is meant to be like a government official who yeah, yeah. anyways I I did not know that yeah. so <laughs> your mind was blown then but I don't think my mind was blown but did you like gasp but I was just like oh <laughs> <laughs> Is that the moment you realized? I haven't seen this. Actually, like, kind of. I was just like, wait. Because my mind, I was like, no, Paul Bunny is his best friend. <laughs> he makes it throughout the entire movie. So you... What's happening? This is not what I signed up for. Yeah. I thought I signed up for, like, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, for um, not a period piece, but a biography. Yeah, a biography. A biography film. Yeah. What, <laughs> Don't both have a different name? Biopics. Biopics. Yeah. Thank you. I thought I signed up for a biopic, which yeah. in a sense this is. It is, yeah. But there is like that little thrilling aspect yes. of it. And I think it's really hard to recognize that this is a real person. Like I had that disconnect in yeah. a lot of ways. Of just but like in a good way. Exactly. Yeah. More like this does seem fictitious yeah. to me. And I think that says so much about mental health. Yeah. Um, and what we know about it, even yeah. to this day. Because when that did happen, I was like, oh my God, this makes so much Because, <laughs> 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 yeah, I was I was in for a whirlwind. I wouldn't say mind blown. Okay. But I just was just like, oh, this is a different movie than I signed up yes, for. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Did I love it? Yeah. Did I? Did huh? I? Did I? I so, mean, okay, you question. said something last week and I'm really confused. So what did I say? <laughs> you said that Russell Crowe deserves his Oscar more for this film than he does for Gladiator. I, okay. I don't stand by that. Okay. Let yeah. me backtrack a little Yes. <laughs> I watched A Beautiful Mind when yeah. it first came out. I was 16. I was well into my, like pretentious movie phase Mm -hmm. i saw it in theaters i loved this okay and this actually became my favorite movie for a long time wow i really liked this i really enjoyed it i like i was the twist all of it i thought it was emotional but interesting and there was that thrilling aspect it i really liked this and this when this one best picture was very obvious and all of that and i think as time has gone on and i've become older and i think as you know, film criticism has also changed, and this has kind of settled. Yeah, is what we'll call it, because everything at the time that it wins Best Picture is praised. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of backlash, generally speaking, but yeah. like eventually things kind of like settle into an equilibrium of like where they belong in in history. And I think like backlash typically is just because like there might have been other things that were nominated that people wanted to win. Yeah, yeah. And I think everything has backlash except for Moonlight. <laughs> like truly yeah. I think every film gets backlash except for Moonlight mm-hmm. and Moonlight doesn't get backlash because of how it won yeah I think that's the thing that like it has for it otherwise every best picture winner you know no one likes the top prize yeah that's kind of what it is so I think this has kind of like fallen into its equilibrium and I think we're kind of like okay this was a fine movie it was a good movie and so I I think as time went on, that opinion of how I felt about it slowly changed. Mm-hmm. I think I, I started to evolve my taste a little bit more. I started to watch older films a little bit more. Like So I started to change as a person. So I hadn't seen this in years, despite having watched it multiple times. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah. You I was really... Time. I had a good time. I... It was very engaging. It's a very nice film to watch. It has a lot of qualities 
of a lot of other films. Yeah. It does have that thrilling aspect. The romance is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really believable between Russell Crowe and the very deserving Jennifer Connelly. Yes, I will say, like, like holds this movie on her back. On her back. Yeah. Like, she's exquisite, and she totally deserves that Oscar. It's And their romance, their chemistry, all of it is very lovely. It has some very memorable scenes. And it's, it's a very memorable, easy watch. Yeah. And so I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching it this time, especially because I think when I went into it, I was expecting to kind of... My expectation of it was just like, you used to love this. It's not gonna, It's not as good as you thought it was. It's not going to hold up. It's not going to hold up. And I was just like, no, this is still... This is, I think, what Best Picture wants to be. It oh. wants to be... Yeah. I think it wants to be... I think we want it to be The Power of the Dog. I think we want it to be movies that are, you know... Artful. Artful and elevated and complex and not really meant for the public. I think yeah. that's what we want. And... This is really what it is. It's meant to be well-made, artful films that are easy for the general mass public to, to like at the end of the day. That was my biggest point with this. I was like, this yeah. is so approachable. Approachable is the word I was looking for, yeah. yeah. Along with Gladiator, which won the yeah. game before, like it is. But I, I do feel like this does walk the line of pedestrian even more than Gladiator. Really? Does. Yeah. It does, like, there... Uh, so specifically to Russell Crowe, yeah, I, I had a really hard time seeing him in this role in really? particular. A little like I, I am Sammy. Oh yeah, borderline. Not as not I as Sammy. I am Sammy. Yeah, <laughs> such a weird thing to say. Yeah. Not as I am Sammy, but yeah. like I watching it, I was like Russell Crowe really does thrive in an environment where he can be um, really manly and dramatic. Like he is in Gladiator, like he is yeah. in L.A. Confidential, and like he is in The Nice Guys. Like there is sort of this like gr- manly gravitas towards yeah. him that he really does well. When he's doing more of a dramatic role, and this this man is not like, what's I keep saying manly, but yeah. like he's not, he does not have extreme masculine qualities to him. Yeah. And I... It's. I feel like there's such a disconnect there when he's playing sort of more of a soft-spoken, sullen kind of guy. Yeah. Like, it feels like he's trying really hard. He, d- he doesn't, from your perspective, does, yeah. he doesn't do vulnerability as well as maybe he does. No. As he does. Strong masculinity. Yeah, yeah. He can show strength, but can he be vulnerable? And I think that he doesn't do it in this. Does interesting. He best? No, interestingly, no. Yeah. because uh, of who won Best Actor. Mm. Won... And the Washington for Training Day. Oh, a movie is, I have not seen. No, and one of the I think worst Oscar wins for Best Actor. Yeah, personally. you don't love Denzel. I don't love Denzel. I think Denzel deserved it for Malcolm X. Yeah, I, which is an excellent performance. I really dislike Training Day, and okay. I think it's a bro movie that has not aged well. Okay, I, I've never been a fan of it, and when it won, I was just like, this is ludicrous. Who else was nominated? Oh, flip that up. We had Denzel, Russell, Sean Penn for I Am Sam, okay. Will Smith for Ali, and Tom Wilkinson for In the Bedroom. Oh, I wanted to watch In the Bedroom so badly, oh. but I had to rent it. I also own that. You own it? Okay, I'll watch it yeah. here. But um, 
give it up to Tom no. <laughs> for a movie I haven't seen. Yeah. I I do remember the talk about Will and Ollie yeah. at that time. If you were going to give it to a black actor that year, it should have gone to Will, Will Smith over to Denzel. Denzel, in my yeah. opinion. I just don't like Training Day. Yeah. And I remember the, the hubbub about Training Day was coming from so many bros. Mm-hmm. So many guys being like, it's so good, guy. He's so, like, it's so hood. It's so, and I was just, yeah. that kind of movie has never been me. It's not, like, it's not in my, like, repertoire. It's not in my zone of interest. It's just not for me. So would you say that Russell is a stronger performance than Denzel? Yeah, I would. Okay. I do. Interesting. I I had a real disconnect with him. That's in, that's fascinating because I didn't. I really liked Russell in this. Oh. And I actually think he's better in this than he is in Gladiator. Oh. Yeah, that's my personal opinion. <laughs> well, we're at odds. Yeah. Oh no, we're the new Courtney and Kim. Oh my god, you're such him. a narcissist. <laughs> you just called me a narcissist. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yes. Wouldn't it be the opposite of narcissist though? Because I'm not connecting with this person. I don't know, Mitha. I like Russell though. You really do? Okay, I just... Something... There is something that just wasn't clicking for me. And I think when I was watching him, I'm like, oh, this is Russell Crowe playing John Nash. John Nash. I, it's not like I am watching John yeah. Nash. And when I think about an actor who might be able to like, to who, who actors who do transform, there's people like Leonardo DiCaprio, who I don't maybe think would be like good casting for this because he's too young at that point. I find that super interesting because I actually don't think Leonardo DiCaprio can transform. I, I think Leonardo DiCaprio is always Leonardo DiCaprio. You don't think he's Jack? I think Jack is the exception because he's young, but I think Leonardo I, now cannot escape his Leonis. But at that time, like he was in too the, young though. Yes, but let's say like okay, like when I think of Leo and I think of something that we don't like, which is Wolf of Wall Street, I really don't like it because he really is Jordan. Like he is. Oh no! Emulating that person to me. I think he's, I think he's me, so Leo, in and that. it's so I don't. I don't it's like fascinating. it. Such fascinating. Oh God. <laughs> We don't get along right now. Okay, well, uh, who? Okay, so if you could recast this, yeah. who do you think is somebody who could really play someone fictitious? And I'm gonna say like Paul Bettany. Bettany is a strong actor. I think yeah, he Paul Bettany could is probably is an interesting choice. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to think of the early 2000s, and it's hard because I was a baby. Yeah, it was. It was a while ago. <laughs> it was a while. Ago. I don't know. To be quite honest, I don't know, but I will. You know, even someone like Sean Penn. Sean Penn is Harvey Milk in Milk. Sean Penn, Sean Penn is excellent in Milk. Yes. You have to give him Milk because it's exquisite. But Sean Penn is also I Am Sam, which is yeah. a joke in and of itself. Yeah. That has that is a performance that has not aged well, well at all. Mm-hmm. I have not watched it in recent times. Yeah, it's been ages. But I do remember liking it as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> because it was it is like this movie one yeah. of the ones where I'm like, oh, it has accolades. Okay, yeah, I'll subscribe to it. You know, like yeah, who didn't do that? Who did? No, who did I think it? we all did. Well, I watched yeah. these things because they were getting accolades, exactly. right? But I think this one truly did connect mm. for me. It definitely like I definitely felt a connection to yes. it. I do agree in terms of Jennifer Connelly and Russell Crowe. Like their chemistry is really good, and that piece is extremely believable to me. Yeah. Like, I was falling in love with them, falling in love. And when she finds out that he has schizophrenia and he's going through, like, I... You were devastated. I was devastated <laughs> yeah, for exactly. her. And, like, but I think, I really think it's her pulling all the weight. 
She is so good in this. She is. I don't think she's pulling all the weight because that implies that Russell Crowe's not good at all. She's pulling a lot of the weight. I'm not. No, you're right. He's doing something. Yeah. Like he's not just bland on the screen. But he was not captivating me in the way that she is like so believable. And I was, I get emotional when she'd come on the screen. Yeah. She was feeling emotional. When she gets pushed, I'm like, no. So, (laughs) not push Alicia. Do you, so you talked about this being pedestrian more than Gladiator. Please uh, divulge a little bit more about that. So, (laughs) Ron Howard likes to do this thing. Ron Howard. (laughs) I think that's where the The pedestrian comes through. He likes to do this thing and he does it with um, the Da Vinci Code as well. When the numbers start to jump out from the screen and they like mix, I'm like, that's just like really... Poor filmmaking in my... It feels gimmicky. Like, here's this cool new uh, effect that I have. (laughs) Hey, guys. So, like, it feels like... Sometimes when I watch his movies, I feel like it's the guy from Happy Days trying to make movies. And, like, it just... That kind of came through full-heartedly for me. Of, like, this is somebody who realizes they can do certain things and they think that's what's going to captivate an audience without kind of thinking through... And it did. Yeah, <laughs> it does. But, like, is it captivating them for the right reasons? Because I do think his story is really interesting. John Nash's? I, yeah, yeah, and I think there's a lot to explore there. And I don't think this movie does a really great job of being as introspective into the actual, like, mental health aspect. I think it plays up a bit more onto the thrilling aspects of this, which, like, are thrilling. Yeah. I will give you that. But I think there's a stronger message to be said. I Well, that's interesting. I don't think Ron Howard is a strong filmmaker. No. I would actually call him a pretty weak filmmaker. A pedestrian. A very pedestrian filmmaker. Yeah. And I think this is maybe the best thing he can do. And I don't mean that as a slight. I, I, but I do think that like Ron Howard has a limitation because mm-hmm. I don't think he is an elevated filmmaker. He is kind of a poor man Steven Spielberg, I'd say. Yeah. Spielberg, despite I'm, I think that he's pedestrian, I think Spielberg has shown that he has it in him to... Do amazing. Do amazing things. I don't think Ron Howard is ever going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. So I think there are aspects about this movie that I think the reason I liked it as a 16-year-old was because it was easy to watch. To watch, yeah. Like, that's really why, like, when you break it down, there's no... Everything is really laid out. The themes, again, are very laid out. Everything is... It's very easy to watch and understand and comprehend and all of that. It doesn't leave you thinking, though. It does leave you feeling. Mm -hmm. And you can't take that away. It leaves you feeling good. It leaves you feeling... Their relationship is really warm and welcoming. And there there is something wholesome about what he accomplishes. Yes. Which is something to to keep in mind. Like, it it is a nice thing. But overall, Ron Howard is not... I like a great filmmaker. Ron Howard has a career because... Oh, and there was something I was, I was going to say and I completely forgot. Okay. But I think Ron Howard's limitations as a filmmaker are what make this enjoyable. Because, look, there was a lot of talk about the time about how this is not how pe- people who have schizophrenia don't have full-formed images and worlds that's not it's not there's not a man standing there there. it's not how that's not how it works and i think at the time people were looking for like realism like it's like you're saying that we should be talking about mental health but i think watching it now i'm like you know but what i appreciate now is Mm -hmm. that yes this is not necessarily how a real person who suffers from schizophrenia sees these images but i'm understanding the complexity that a person 
who has schizophrenia must feel. Yeah, if that's you're fair. if you're watching a film and it's just like a haze or it's just like a, an idea of a person, I might not get so what's the big deal? Can't you tell that that's not a real person? You know what I mean? Yes. But when I'm watching it this way and you're selling me this thriller with this, oh the twist, he's he's got schizophrenia. Yeah, and yeah. that I as the audience think that Paul Bettany and Ed Harris are real exactly. people to have that mind trick on you. Exactly. That that sense of like what he must be going through, that frustration and how he actually can't tell the real from the fake apart yeah that is you're like oh that that works that you, you do understand that and i think yeah. there are very few films that make you understand mental health like that mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of ones that do <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. right like I, I think mental health is really hard to portray mm-hmm. and i think this actually despite its flaws actually is quite successful in how it portrays it because it makes it accessible that's fair assessment. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way. But it's still Ron Howard. <laughs> yeah, it's still Ron Howard. It's still Ron Howard. And part of me feels like he has a career because people hold on to the fact that he was Richie Cunningham and they want to see him I don't succeed. think anymore. I think this generation, no, they're not going yeah. to know that. But in 2001, I think that was like a huge thing for people to see like the guy that we watched growing up. On the Andy Griffin show, on Happy Days, he's becoming a real director. Let's give him like tons of accolades. But I do, no, I do get why he won, and I don't think he deserved the win. But I get why he won. Did he win Best Director? Yeah, he did. Can we look at what was nominated? (laughs) Yeah, let's take a look at that interesting list. We have, we have a very interesting list. Okay. We have the first Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. We have a movie called In the Bedroom. Okay. We a have movie Nadim loves. Yes. <laughs> we have a movie called Moulin Rouge. Oh. <laughs> and speaking of movies Nadim loves, we have Gosford Park. Yes. So, so <laughs> those are best pictures. Those are best okay, picture nominees. Uh, yeah. yeah. So interesting list, right? Yeah. Let's just take a quick look at best director since that's what we're taking a look at. Yeah. We have Ron Howard. Yeah. We have Robert Altman for Gosford. Gosford. Park. We have Peter Jackson for The Lord of the Rings. Yes. We have David Lynch for Mulholland Drive. Oh. And we have our boy Ridley Scott for Black Hawk Down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ew. Uh, I've never seen Black Hawk Down. So oh, I also, I just I need to make a correction. I said Ang Lee won for Crouching Tiger, but he didn't because Steven Soderbergh won. For, for traffic. traffic last week, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I said that in the right. same conversation. So, like, sorry, I screwed oh. that up. Yeah. But, yeah. Look, when I look at that list, the obvious choice is Peter Jackson. But even at the time, <laughs> everyone knew, wait two years. <laughs> everyone, everyone knew. knew. Okay. Everyone knew. This is a trilogy. Yeah. The Academy. N- n- people thought maybe the Fellowship will win Best Picture okay. as the upset. I remember this conversation. Yes. People were like, maybe this will win, but chances are it's, not. it's just going to wait they're two years wait and they're going the to re- reward the trilogy and Peter Jackson all at once. And we will find out in two years that's what happened. I still have not seen all three Lord of the Rings, yeah, so get on just that. so you know, yeah, audience. You have ten hours of movie you got to watch. Well, we're going to get there when we get there. You do have to watch ten hours of movie. Yeah, I, I can download it. On a device and watch it while I'm traveling. You want me to watch it on a big screen? Okay, we'll talk about this later. Okay. <laughs> I get that though, because okay. I understand Peter Jackson. Yes. Black Hawk Down was never going to win because it was not nominated was that for the Best Josh Picture. Hartnett one? I think so, okay. yeah. 
Mulholland Drive. Also happy to be here because it's a David it's Lynch. It's so wacky. It's so wacky. Can I tell you that is one of the movies that I did watch when I was younger? You should not have. Yeah, should like, not have yeah. because I can tell you now as an adult, I don't know what it was about. Like I can't. Yeah. I can't recall. Um, but that was a movie that I would walk around and say like, Mulholland Drive is amazing. <laughs> you yeah. must see it. Yeah. Like I was bullshitting You're, at 13 years yeah, old. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That you saw Mulholland Drive. Yeah, yeah I got that. <laughs> Gosford Park is, you know, exquisite. Yes, I experienced it for the first time recently. Yeah, recently. Like last year, I think, or the year before Something that. Something like that, yeah. Yes, um, and thoroughly enjoyed it. And do I do see the Nadim in it yeah. all. Yeah. So, for the, I don't know if we've ever discussed this, but I have a soft spot for upperty, up, upper crust British drama. You have a, a soft spot for the upstairs-downstairs. I love upstairs-downstairs. Yeah. I love upstairs-downstairs drama. Yeah. I really like Downton Abbey. Robert Altman does it. So I can watch Gosford Park all the time. I love that shit. Spoiler, Nadim watches Gosford Park <laughs> all, all the, the time. time. But even I will say, yeah. I get why A Beautiful Mind won. And I get why Ron Howard won because the film is so approachable. Mm-hmm. Gosford Park really isn't approachable necessarily. Not to the average person. Neither is Mulholland Drive. Black Hawk Down was, I'm surprised it's even there. And then Peter Jackson's whole situation. But I will say, I don't love aristocracy and like upstairs, downstairs as much as you do. And Gosford Park is a very approachable way of doing it. So I remember I saw it with a cousin. Yeah. Because I took them to see it because I was just like, oh, it's a murder mystery. And they were like, oh, yeah, I'll come. And they hated it. They thought it was boring. They didn't get it. And I was just like, I was so surprised because I was it's like. A it's a murder mystery. And there is a good mystery. twist in Gosford Park, let there me are tell some you. Great twists in Gosford Park. Gosford Park is so. Anyways, we don't have also to Also, Clive about Owen. Park. Clive Owen yeah. and Helen Mirren and. Kristen Scott Thomas. Kristen Scott Thomas and Ryan Philippe and just so many people. It's Tom just so Wilkinson. Is Tom good. Wilkinson in it? No, he's no. not. He's in. He's an In the Bedroom. He's an In the Bedroom. Which is another movie that you really enjoy. Yes, another yeah. movie I really enjoy because it's a small, so it's a, it's a small drama. Yeah. The way ordinary people want it to be. Oh. Yeah. I should watch this. You should, yeah. It's what I like ordi- Sissy. It's what ordinary people want it to be, mm-hmm. and it's much better than that. I like Sissy Spacek. I like Marissa Tomei. You like Tom I Wilson? like Todd Haynes. Yeah. It's Todd Haynes, right? Todd Haynes, yeah. yeah. It's, I remember... <laughs> I remember I forced my parents to watch this, and they were just, <laughs> my parents were just kind of like, Isn't it like boring. sexy? No, it's oh, not, it's actually. Not se- it's called In the Bedroom, it's, so. <laughs> it's about marriage, and it's about, like, oh. yeah, it's, it's a very interesting film. It was a big deal at the time. But again, so when you, like, break it down, kind of, to, like, what the other options were, and look, and then there's Moulin Rouge. Yeah, which... Uh, yeah. <laughs> you say it, talk. Say it, talk about Moulin Rouge for a second. To preteen Mita yeah. was everything. Yeah. It's all the things I love. Yeah. It's a musical. Yeah. It has Nicole in her prime. It has Ewan in his prime. Yeah. It has Bollywood in it. It was Bollywood, yeah. It was what I needed to see at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And such I had such an emotional connection yeah. to Moulin Rouge, even though I had no idea what love yeah. was. Yeah. Right? It's this the it's the preteen girl's fantasy of like what you want your life yeah. to well, maybe not that tragic, but what yeah, you yeah, want yeah. what you want for yourself eventually yeah. in some sort of way. It was operatic, it was Bollywood, it yeah. was like it was it was melodramatic, it was big emotion. It's Baz, baby. It's Baz. Yeah. But 
you get why it didn't win. I get win. why that doesn't win. Yeah. 100%. 100%. But as we're having this discussion and yeah. we're talking about things I haven't seen, like In the Bedroom and yeah. something I have, which is Gosford Park, I am more excited about those movies than I will say I would be to watch A Beautiful Mind again. But it's... I've seen Gosford Park, and if you gave me the choice today to be like, which one do you want to watch? I'm going to go with Gosford Park. I mean, Park. sure, because Gosford Park And both is have, great. like, thrilling aspects to them. I think the question, though, of you and I are not the average people. No. And at the Academy is still like five to 6,000 people. You still have to find the equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Gosford Park is not going to be the equilibrium. Yeah. A beautiful mind Mine is, is the, going yeah. because it is the It makes, as, as a best picture winner, it makes so much sense mm-hmm. why people voted for it, why it won. It's, whether it's the best picture or not is not the point. The approachability of it is, like, on the dot. Do you not feel like it's a one and done, though? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Like, now... As, but again, 16-year-old me loved it. Yeah. But 16-year-old me loved it because it was an intelligent film that was easily approachable. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was watching you were something... In on it. I was in on it. And yeah. I felt like I didn't have to think about it. And I was 16, and I wanted to feel... I think it was a film that it was approachable and it didn't keep me at arm's length. Even something like Gosford Park. Look, I will say that being Indian, you maybe have a window into that upstairs downstairs idea because you've that, seen it. You've seen it. You've lived that. And so like when you go to India, the upstairs downstairs is true. It's still in existence. Yeah. So fine. A 16 year old wouldn't get it, but maybe a 16 year old like from one of these countries would because you do see it. Yeah. In the bedroom, I think I understand now as a an adult more, but that's not an approachable film. No, you're gonna okay. find out. It's not I'll find an approach. It's not an approachable film. Yeah, it's not easy to watch. I just and even though it's an interesting film and I like to watch it, and I have watched In the Bedroom more recently as an adult than I have watched A Beautiful Mind. Yeah, I just get why A Beautiful Mind. I get why people voted for it. I get why if you were to give people that same list, they'd still vote for it. Oh. Yeah. What? Wait, so it was Lord of the Rings, In the Bedroom, Gosford Park, A Beautiful Mind. What was fifth? Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hmm. And again, this is this is with the caveat that if, Lord of the Rings was going to win in two years. If Lord of the Rings was a one-off, yeah. it should have won. It just, like, in terms of its feeling, A Beautiful Mind, yeah. it feel, and I'm not saying, like, it is... It suffers the same, like, consequences, but, like, it feels a bit like Green Book to me in its approachability. Oh. In its approachability. In that it's, like, something really, like... like, No, not in the sense (laughs) that, like, Green Book is, like, ways off in terms of, like, what it's trying to tell you. Green Book is, like, a step above Crash. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think Green Book was, like, that terrible. Well, we'll see when we get there. We'll see when we get there. How I feel about it. I remember when I first watched it, I didn't think it was, like, that I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was amazing either. My first real viewing of A Beautiful Mind feels like to me. It's just, like... Okay, a nice a nice movie. Good job, Ron. Like you did something here. But I'm not talking necessarily about your personal opinion of it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about it winning the best Academy's picture and the Academy feeling. and why it's yeah, why it's there. I can get that. Yeah. I get that wholeheartedly. Yeah. I don't agree with the Academy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair. There you go. So then what are you voting for? In terms of those five? Yeah. It's hard for me. As an adult, not as, as an 15 year, not as 10-year-old Mita watching Mulan Rouge for the first time. No, no, no. I know Baz is never going to win a Best yeah. Picture. 
But I will just say Baz Luhrmann appeals to Mimita. Like, I think Baz Luhrmann will. I think we will. are in synchronicity with one another. I think, Except for Elvis. I don't I didn't get it. I don't, yeah. yeah. I think Baz Luhrmann will have it in him. Yeah. Will he? I think Baz is showing us over time he's becoming more Baz than anything. What's happening first is a Bollywood film getting into the Academy Awards oh. or is the American equivalent or imitation getting in? Who's who's directing that imitation? Is it Baz? I would assume it's Baz. Because, like, we did talk about this with Titanic. Titanic feels oh like God, Titanic a is a Bollywood film. film. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I mean more <laughs> with the, like... And, like, Slumdog Millionaire has is... aspects of being a Bollywood film. Mm, less. But it has aspects. It has song and dance and has India. <laughs> <laughs> but I and mean more... <laughs> but I would say that Moulin Rouge is closer to a Bollywood, Bollywood film, film than, than Slumdog. Slumdog. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that... that a white film, or is white the best way to put it? An American. An American yeah. film. It has a better chance than a Bollywood film being nominated for Best Picture, but not Best Foreign. I think we're, like, we're getting there. I think RRR has done something, and I'm hoping that that, that builds momentum. So we don't have time to talk about this. And Why we'll, not? We'll it's put our a, podcast. I, well, it's, we're getting long. Okay. We'll put a pin in this for next time. Yeah. But because we'll also actually know by the time we record next our next episode. Yeah. India is currently picking their uh, their picture oh. for to submit to the Academy. And there was a, a real conversation about, about Rocky, Rocky and Rani. Rani. Yeah. I love that idea. I don't think it's gonna happen. And I think that's very yeah, yeah I think that's the Did Rocky Rani. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing about Rocky Rani is that it's it's not going to I don't even think it will make it that far. I think in terms of Hindi cinema, it's the only film right now that is really in contention. There's a movie called The Gorilla Story that I don't think will because it's kind of anti-Muslim propaganda and the Film Commission recognizes that. And I think most likely something regional will. Hmm. But I think there's a world where Rocky Arani stands a fighting chance. Of getting into Best Picture? Best Foreign Best Picture. Best Foreign Picture. The thing with foreign picture is I feel like the expectation is, different. is this like drama Absolutely. that yeah. like breaks your heart. And Pretension is, like, is right? the name of the game. Whereas Rocky Arani is all the best aspects of like fun. Yeah. Commercial movies. Commercial Bollywood yeah. film. And like I just can't see. So the Academy gets to vote what the best foreign picture is. Even though the Academy, like when they're picking nominations, the Academy is not made up of members of like the like like the golden globes like they're not the hollywood foreign press no, no. it's like the it's just 7, like the white guys that one of those okay. people is karen Johar. Oh, oh oh right in the yes, academy you yes. mention that they've added new they've people. added new people so, so there is a is he allowed to vote for his own movie yeah why why not okay good but that would require there's Stuck there's the like balance. a bunch of steps for that to happen anyways all this to say <laughs> yeah like we've really gotten away from the point here that moulin rouge being there is great. It's great. It's great. It's not so. Yes, the question was. The what question I was, think? what would you? So, anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna give my rating. Yeah. Think. Hold on to that question. Okay. And then also tell me at the same time sequel prequel ideas. Yeah. So I again, I had a, I actually quite enjoyed this. I enjoyed watching this more than Gladiator, and I think there was 
I liked Russell Crowe. I don't know what it means I was to say. I really loved the relationship between Jennifer Connelly and Russell Crowe. I, their chemistry was great. It was very nicely scripted. Mm-hmm. They have some really tender moments, some real believable chemistry, some real believable romance. Yeah. And so that was really nice to watch. I bought into the mystery of it. I bought. I liked the thrilling aspects. I like making a more complex movie about math and mental health. I think, right? It's a movie about complex math and mental health that somehow is commercial and approachable. Yeah. And despite what you say about Ron Howard, I you got to give him that because he does take something that could be real boring and real hard to consume and makes it easy mm-hmm. to watch. And sometimes I think it takes someone who isn't necessarily the best director to do that. Yeah. So would I have voted for it? At the time, yes, because I loved it. As an adult, no. I would vote for Gosford Park. Okay. Because I effing love Gosford yeah. Park. Is it the best movie of that year? I don't know. Even though I love Gosford Park, I feel like if I I feel like if I had a ballot right now, it would be between Gosford Park and in the bedroom. Yeah. For me personally. But I get why people voted for this. I completely understand it. I I this makes sense as the best picture winner. It makes sense as the best director winner, actually. R.I.P. to Russell Crowe's second Oscar, which he deserved. But I liked this more than I thought I was going to. And so I'm going to land on three and a half. Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Pedestrian, but in the best way possible. Okay. That's what I would I'll say. I'll let it have that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so sequel people to start with. Yeah. I don't really have anything because this is a biopic. Yeah. But I did also just want to point out that I did look up them after the fact. Yeah. They divorced in the 60s and he did still stay with her. Yeah. Like he lived with them, but the movie doesn't make that clear. No, it doesn't. And then they remarry in 2001 when this comes out. Oh, interesting. They remarried and stayed married until 2015. They both died in 2015. Hmm. Yeah. So is yeah. it a love story? <laughs> But, <laughs> but I but I feel like don't that to stay together just they to, don't they yeah. don't you can love somebody for for eternity exactly. but I do I think it would be interesting to see the divorce aspect of that and like also from yeah. her perspective I know the movie's not supposed to be from her perspective but I find she's a stronger character yeah. from her perspective of like I am divorced from this man because I'm scared for my life and my child's life but I also love and support him and I'm going to keep supporting him yeah. even though we're not. Married, married yeah. yeah. So I think that that should have been included in the movie. So maybe not sequel, prequel, but like you could have added. You could have added it, yeah. Yes, best picture. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> and what what would you have voted for? So in two thousand one, I would have voted for Moulin Rouge. Fair, yeah. I think that that's a fair assessment of a ten year old girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thirty two year old Mita leans more towards Gosford Park of okay. everything of everything that I've seen. Yeah. Just because I think like just like your cut it was your cousin you saw it with your cousin think which cousin was this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk to them anymore. Okay, good. Um sorry, no, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you should talk to your cousin. Yeah. Um but it's not boring. <laughs> like I really it's don't know boring, how you can and I think that there are so many movies like that that are boring. Yeah. And, like, this, Gosford Park is enticing from the moment you start it until the moment you finish it. Mm. And you keep wanting more. Like, I would love to see these people again. Oh, my God, Just yeah. to, like, see the hijinks that they yeah. could potentially get up to. And, like, if you are watching Gosford Park for the first time, just, like, 
take Ryan Philippe with a grain of salt because you'll 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 get yeah you'll, you'll get, get where it's going. That's yeah. my but yes, I would choose Gosford Park today. Yeah, because I think that is an accomplishment of a movie when yeah. you have these ideas of the upstairs downstairs and aristocracy. Like it can be really tedious, it can be really boring, and that movie is anything. It's anything but. but yeah. Yes, and I think Robert Altman does a really great job of that, and I would give him best director. Yeah. Over Ron Howard. our friend Ron Howard, yeah. our friend Richie Cunningham. Yeah, I do see what you're saying in terms of like this is a very like this is a well made pedestrian film, and if you're gonna have a pedestrian woman pedestrian movie win, yeah, it should be this movie. I just I want something more out of my best picture. Yeah, I don't want to be like ho hum yeah. with it. I think this movie. Like, there are some choices in there in terms of, like, the editing and the style that are very 2001. Yeah. I can't but she can't fault hold, it. Yeah. Can't hold it against him. But I think there is something to say about making films that are timeless. And I think a better director would have put that into play and would have made sure that that happened with, with the film. Especially when you're telling somebody's life story. Mm. Like, I think you... I, w- I thought if someone was telling my life story, I wouldn't want there to be like cheesy little aspects that feel very much of the time. Mm-hmm. I want something that people are going to watch 20 years down the line and say like, wow, like that person yeah. could be living today. Like, yeah. I, I want that sort of classism in a biopic. But I do get why it wins Best Picture. And so I will say like, I guess, yeah, it deserves it for that time. <laughs> for that time yeah. and for that place. In terms of my feelings, though, and my rating, it is very approachable. And I had a pleasant time watching it. And I will say, I did enjoy watching this more than Gladiator. I think there is this thrilling aspect of this movie that really plays out well. And I was shocked by the (laughs) twist in it. And, like, I was not expecting the twist. Even though I thought I knew what this movie was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know. And I love that feeling. That's a really fun thing to have. Um, but that can only happen once. So I can't hold that to the moon. Like, this is not a twist in the way that I feel about Bazigar. Or, <laughs> enough, yeah. like, one of the greatest film twists of all yeah, time. Yeah. It's, it's a good twist, but it's not the same as that. And that is really, like, one of the more redeeming qualities of this for me. Otherwise, it's just, it's just a movie. Yeah. Like, there's nothing really spectacular about it. Agree on the love story, but I think that is Jennifer Connelly's performance. Mm-hmm. Like she is so amazing in this, and you know, you know people in your lives where it's like the woman is just so much more socially um, capable, capable than the yeah. man, and it's like it's really fun to watch in a way. But like, and they play it off really nicely because it looks cute. It looks cute. Yeah, it looks cute in a lot of ways. It cannot be cute. Yeah, but this one it looks cute, and I do think that that's her. There's sort of this just like effortless charm that she brings to the screen and she's not a person that i would like pinpoint as like one of the better actresses of her amongst her peers like she's not she's very forgettable generally people forget about jennifer connelly although she's very good and he's just not that into you but anyways (laughs) i digress she really pulls it in together for this one her award is like justified i think that makes perfect sense if i'm giving this if i'm i'm going to give this a rating yeah of three stars. Okay. Yeah. Not two, not two and a half. I was leaning towards two and a half. Really? I was. But as I think about it more, I did have a good time with yeah. it. Like, I did have some really nice experiences. 
And like, I shouldn't, I think my, what stuck in my head from before we talked about this was just like, would I want to watch this again? Yeah. And it's like, no, because like, I know what it is. Yeah. But I shouldn't hold that against the movie because we're talking about what's going to be best picture. Yeah. And like, the, what was your first experience watching this film? Does it deserve to be the best picture of the year? Yeah. So I am leaning on a hard three. Okay. A whole star of that, though, is Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Yeah. That's reasonable. Yeah. I get that. Okay. And that was the two years of Russell Crowe. <laughs> and we never saw him again. Never, I know. Poor Except Russell Crowe. Lame is. And I like the nice guys. I like the nice guys. Yeah. I actually I like Russell Crowe. I still do. I'd see him in something. I I haven't seen Boy yeah. Erased. Oh, I saw Boy Erased. Is he good in it? It's good. Yeah, okay. but that's more Luke, Lucas Hedges. Oh, and Nicole. It's a, and less Nicole. It's oh. really Lucas Hedges who carries that. Okay. But uh, yeah, I think Russell wanted to take a step back from the fame. I get the impression. I think he had to. You think it was glug glug glug? I think glug glug glug. <laughs> I mean, everyone's drink. So, I think there was there oh, was uh, so, interesting. Like, yeah, that that yeah. was the thing. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Yes, <laughs> Mita. Last week you had me connect. Yeah. The sixth sense uh-huh. to Memento. We oui, we. Oui. Mita, mm-hmm. I have not done this. Okay. But I have all the faith in you. Mm-hmm. I would like you to connect. Yeah. Memento. Yeah. To Gosford Park. Okay. And you're, and that's a giant cast. It's a huge cast. There's like so many places I could go. Your timer. It starts now. Okay. <laughs> um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Memento. Clive. Oh, <laughs> you know I love Clive. I could do Natalie Portman. Can I do that too, Nolan? I feel like there's something there. Okay. Yes. I think I have it. So, Memento stars Guy Pierce, who is in Iron Man 3 with Gwyneth Paltrow, who is in The Talented Mr. Ripley with Jude Law, who's in Closer with Clive Owen, who is in Gosford Park. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I did it. You did it. (laughs) I'm sure there are, there must must be many other ways and many shorter ways. But that's what I did. Exactly. And it totally works. Yes. Well done. Yay. Next week, I will connect... Gosford, Gosford Park. Park to they, something. Yeah. I love Gosford Park. Maybe something from 2002. Oh, looking. Oh, my gosh. Because what are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> Next week, Museum. Yeah. We're watching a movie I've never seen. Yeah, ever? I've never experienced. Never. I have no feelings no. towards it whatsoever. Okay, okay. Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> You have to keep that in there. Before Mita gets ahead of herself. Parting words, me. Terrified, mortified, petrified, stupefied by you. Perfect. Also, just gonna say, Josh Lucas plays the best asshole. Yeah, because he's got a punchable face. Oh, and I would just like to say, Adam Greenberg. Oh, did you Less like it annoying in this? in this. Okay, there you go. Also, the score is spectacular. The score is it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a really it. good score. He does dread really nicely. Mm-hmm. He brings it out in the, the Batman series yeah. later on. And and Harris is kind of great too. Yeah. He's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Paul Bettany. And Paul Bettany and Jennifer Connelly are married and have babies. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for a movie I personally hate. 
funny. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. Have a lovely week, folks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at moviestowatchpod, and check out our litter box at movies, the number two, watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon. <laughs>